Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to BrainsOn, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Ugh, it's finally time. I let my hair grow all pandemic long, and I can't take it anymore. I need a haircut. Tell me about it, Sandin. My hair is so long, I honestly can't remember what my ears look like. Do I even still have ears? Hey, hey Manica, can you check? Don't worry, your ears are still there. And that's nothing, Mark. My hair is so out of control. I've broken three combs trying to tame it this year. And I'm pretty sure it ate my favorite scrunchie. Yikes! The other day, a bird totally tried to make a nest in mine. I was about to shoo it away, but then I was like, ooh, I could charge rent. But it turns out birds pay you in worms, and I already have a lot of those, so I was kind of like, Hello, friends. It is I, Harvey. The omnipresent voice assistant, hearing and reading virtually everything, yo. I understand you are looking for haircuts. Would you like me to book you time at the salon? Please, yes, please, Harvey, please. that would be amazing. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. thank anything. you. Yes. Done. Harvey, coming through again. You're the best. You're a lifesaver. Thank you. Thanks, Harvey. What a relief. I can't wait to go get a haircut. Come to think of it. I also let my hair grow out this last year. I could use a haircut myself. Say what now? Harvey, uh, you're, you're just a voice. How do you have hair? Wait, do you have an entire virtual body that we can't see? Precisely. And my virtual, omnipresent voice beard is quite long. It reaches all the way to my non-existent belly. Whoa, that's long. Time to cut it off. Hold on. Deleting beard. Ah, much better. Enjoy your haircuts, everyone. Bye. Wow, I am totally jealous of how easy that was for him. Yeah, I wish I could just delete all this extra hair. Yeah, but don't tell Harvey. I think he looked better with the beard. You're listening to Brains On from American Public Media. I'm Molly Bloom, and we're here once again with our co-host, Gus, from Seattle. Hi, Gus. Hello. Gus has been the co-host for all of our episodes related to the coronavirus pandemic over the past 16 months, and this is now our ninth episode together. Does it feel like it's been more or less than that, Gus? Feels like it's been a lot less than that. I feel like I've done like five episodes. So, Gus, how's your summer going? It's been good. I I definitely preferred cold and rainy weather, but this this is fine because I have a three-month vacation. 
Excellent. So during your day, you, since you're done with school now, what is like one activity you like to do these days? I like running around outside and I like reading sometimes as well. Now that things are opening up, have you been able to see more people face to face? I've been seeing my grandma more often and my friends. And just last Thursday at my uh, my fifth grade graduation like party, I guess, I got to see a lot more people that I haven't seen all year. What did it feel like? It felt nice because I hadn't seen a lot of the people in a very, very long time. Can you tell us what it was like when you saw your grandma for the first time after not seeing her for a while? It felt weird because the first time I saw her in a like in a long time like without masks on it was like a few months ago like right after my parents and my grandma got the vaccine and she actually came inside my house and my brain was like panic panic like <laughs> intruder Yes, we all worked so hard at developing these pandemic habits, and it's hard to just turn them off even in situations that we know are safe. One big thing that's changed since we last talked is that kids 12 and older are eligible to get the COVID vaccine here in the U.S. and also in other countries, including Canada, Singapore, Israel, France, Italy, United Arab Emirates, and Chile, with more set to approve it soon. The approved vaccine is an mRNA vaccine. You can find out more about how those work in our earlier episodes. Head to brainson.org slash coronavirus to find them, or find the links in the notes for this episode in your podcast app. But for those who need a refresher, here's a quick recap. Previously on how COVID vaccines work. Jack, I finally have the vaccine. And inside this little vial is the thing scientists made that is the key to it all. What is it, Dr. Gina Rutherford? It's mRNA. The M stands for messenger. It's a molecule that gives messages to cells. Genius. So if you inject that mRNA into my arm, that messenger molecule will give a message to the cells in my body? Precisely, Jack. And that message will tell your cells to make a teeny tiny protein that looks like one of the spikes from the coronavirus. But why would you want them to do that? Because, Jack, your body will see those fake coronavirus spikes and learn to destroy them. Then, if the real coronavirus shows up, your body will know to destroy that too. It's a brilliant plan, but you forgot one thing. I'm not Jack. I'm his evil twin, Mac. It's a twist. (gasps) But you forgot that I'm not Dr. Gina Rutherford. I'm her twin, Tina Rutherford. But I'm also a doctor, not really evil, just kind of grumpy if I don't have my coffee. (gasps) Double twist. But like, do you still want this vaccine? Yeah, please. In the left arm. Thanks. There you go. Will Dr. Rutherford learn to trust patients again? Does Jack know Mac got his vaccine? Will Mac learn to stop tricking people by pretending to be his twin? It's not nice. Find out in the next episode of How COVID Vaccines Work. 
This kind of mRNA technology has been studied for years, and it's so cool to see the hard work of so many scientists being used around the world to fight the coronavirus. Yes, but before these vaccines could be offered to us, they had to be tested in vaccine trials to make sure they're safe. But not like a, you're guilty of being a vaccine kind of trial. Yeah, more like a test where some people get the vaccine and some people get a shot that does nothing. Then scientists wait and see if the vaccine keeps more people from getting sick than the fake shot. They also look to see how safe the vaccine is, and these vaccines are very safe. We also talked about how the trials work in an earlier episode. Find the link at brainson.org coronavirus or in the notes for this episode. There are lots of steps in these clinical trials, but the final step is to test the vaccines in thousands of volunteers. And lately, vaccine makers have been testing with people aged 12 and up. Like Mirabelle Pastel. She's 13 years old and lives in Minnesota. Like everyone in the vaccine trial, she didn't know if she got the real vaccine or the placebo until after the trial was over. We talked on Zoom earlier this month about what it was like to be part of a vaccine trial. What was your first appointment like in the vaccine trial? My first appointment, uh, my, my mom drove me over to the clinic and we waited in a little room until we got called in to an even smaller room. And then there was a doctor that came in and explained specifically what would be what we would be doing at that appointment. And then, of course, I also got the first shot, which that didn't hurt either. I had to wait in a waiting room at the end just so that they could make sure that nothing happened. Like I didn't get any, you know, like a big red spot on my arm or something. I did have a bit of a sore arm, but that was all that happened at the first appointment. What else did you like have to do as part of the trial? I also got to go for a second appointment. And all that happened there is I got the second shot. The next morning, I did have a sore arm and I just felt kind of like tired. And I sat on the couch all day and my mom also made me some cookies and those were really good. We also had to fill out an online diary just to like say, no, like this is what happened. You know, I felt this way, like my arm was sore this many hours after and just so that they could get like an idea of how the vaccine was working and what it would be like. I also had to get a another nose swab, a COVID test after I was exposed to COVID at a camp training. And we found out that I did not catch COVID, which was really nice. And so that showed that like the vaccine worked. Okay. So you actually got like, you didn't catch it, but you actually got like exposed to the virus while you were in the trial? Yes. I went yeah, I got exposed. I was in I was sleeping actually in the same room with somebody else who had COVID and other kids did get COVID in there, but I did not get COVID. I got the second shot in on in February and I got the COVID exposure in May. That's how we found out and we found out that I did get the actual vaccine. It it felt really good just knowing that I was for sure vaccinated. That was fun. Okay. Um, 
So what do you remember most about being in the vaccine trial? What I remember most is probably walking out and just feeling like super happy and proud of myself because I knew what was going to happen, but I didn't know how it was going to feel. And I just felt super like, yay, I did it. Like I had to be brave, but I think it was definitely worth it just knowing that I would be protected sooner than other kids getting the vaccine and that I was helping others get the vaccine and also being a part of history. Things are slowly starting to change. The pandemic is not over, but that light at the end of the tunnel is definitely visible. Yeah, places are opening back up. Some schools are back in session. More and more people are getting the vaccine. We're not back to normal yet, but we're getting there. And as we're in the middle of our second pandemic summer, we thought it was a good time to stop and reflect on the past 16 months. This time has been challenging. We've had all the feelings. It's been confusing and scary and sad and boring and hopeful, but there have been some bright spots too. Gus, what would you say has been something good for you during the pandemic? It's a lot more chill, like mostly with school and stuff. Like normally I'd have to get up at six o'clock and like at recess you could only play on the playground. But um, with virtual school, you can just take a walk outside your house or whatever. I don't have to walk to and from school. I think a lot of people are feeling that way. I mean, I've, you know, I'm happy not to drive into the office anymore. It's a lot of time you spend driving. So I like that. We asked our listeners about their bright spots too. And here's what they had to say. I got to build a time capsule of the pandemic. So I put like masks and stuff in it. And then I put a big rock over it saying, Time Capsule 2020. My favorite part about last year was that I got like a really cool surprise on my birthday because we got to have like a birthday drive-in. And throughout the pandemic, it's been really fun to spend a lot of time with my family. Hi, my name is Ella and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Kira, and I'm seven years old. Hi, I'm Patty, and I'm eight years old, and we and live, live in, in Buffalo, Buffalo New, York. New York. Our happy pandemic moment is that here in Buffalo, New York, we do not have a major league baseball team. Because the border between Canada and the U.S. has been closed, the Toronto Blue Jays use our stadium as their home stadium. This season, June 2nd, was our first Major League Baseball game in our hometown. Something that would probably never happen if it wasn't for the pandemic. Thanks to Kate, Andy, Mackenzie, Kira, Isla, and Patty for sending in those pandemic bright spots. Here's one of the bright spots of every episode. It's time for the... Here it is.
what is your guess? Definitely a shopping cart. <laughs> uh, it sounded like a store because I heard beeping and people talking in the background. And it sounded like someone dropping something into a shopping cart. And I heard like the wheels rolling. Well, we're going to hear it again and give you another chance to guess a little bit later in the show. Okay, listeners, I have a problem. I've had the same song in my head for weeks. It's driving me bananas. Luckily, Brains On is making an episode all about songs that get super stuck in your head. Sometimes those are called earworms. I need an earbird to come eat this earworm because it will not go away. Molly clearly needs your help. Do you have an idea for how to get this song out of her head? What works for you? Get creative. Yes, please record your advice for me and send it to us at brainson.org slash contact. Molly, my advice for you to get that song out of your head is just sing a different song to yourself until it goes away. Okay, I'll try it. Please send us your idea at brainson.org slash contact, or you can send us a mystery sound or question like this one. Hi, my name is Xavier from Sydney, Australia. My question is, what produces sleep? The goo in your eyes overnight when we are sleeping. We'll answer that at the end of the show, in the moment of um. And we'll read the latest group of listeners to join the Brain's Honor Roll. So keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Sitka Seafood Market. Seafood is a great source of long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, which can support heart health. Salmon is one of my favorite foods, and so it's so delightful when a box of amazing quality, beautiful salmon arrives at my door. Sitka Seafood Market sources from small boat fishermen and community-based processors that take great care to provide the highest quality seafood that is wild-caught, sustainably, and ethically harvested. And one of the best parts is Sitka Seafood Market offers a variety of flexible subscriptions that can come monthly or every other month. It's super convenient, so if you're going on vacation, you can pause or you can cancel any time. I know you'll love it as much as I do. Go to SitkaSeafoodMarket.com and use code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com, promo code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. You're listening to Brains On from American Public Media. I'm your old pal, Gus. And I'm his trusted sidekick, Molly. You ready to hear that mystery sound again, old pal? I am indeed. Here it is. Okay, what are your new thoughts? Uh, I feel like I 
could be wrong. I think it's either a shopping cart or like like a a sliding metal fence. Hmm. Very good thoughts. You ready for the answer? Yeah. Here it is. Hi, I'm Coco. I just turned 12, and I live in Claremont, California. That was the sound of the doors opening at the pharmacy before I got my vaccine. So, you got the sound of the shopping cart. You heard sliding, because that was the sound of the sliding door. And so, I heard like a metal gate, kind of. And you heard, yeah, and you heard some beeps at the store. Bleep, bleep. You have very good ears. Nice work. Like just about everyone, Coco is eager to get back into living life outside of quarantine. After I'm fully vaccinated, I'm looking forward to hanging out with my friends without a mask because they've gotten their vaccine too. And that'll be really fun. Remember Mirabelle, who we talked to earlier? She has a nine-year-old sister who, like you, Gus, and lots of our listeners, can't get vaccinated yet because they're too young. This is something that lots of families are dealing with right now. How do we navigate the summer when only some people in our families can get vaccinated? We asked an expert to help us understand. I am uh, Dr. Sarah Durajal Fargo. I'm a pediatric infectious disease physician. So I have trained in both pediatrics and infectious disease. She's also a mom. Yeah, so I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. She recommends that we all still wear masks when inside any place besides your home, like a store or on a bus. She also recommends keeping indoor gatherings smaller for now. And if possible, have your gatherings outside, which is much safer for people who are unvaccinated. And I would say the best way to protect our children who are unvaccinated is for everyone who can be vaccinated to be vaccinated and to kind of continue to use that term bubble that we've used through the pandemic to create that vaccinated bubbles around those kids is paramount. Dr. Dirajlal Fargo says we know the vaccines work really well. They protect vaccinated people from getting very sick from COVID, and it seems like the vaccines also help prevent transmission. That means if I'm vaccinated and I do get COVID, it's probably less likely for me to pass the virus on to others. The risk of transmission is probably exceedingly low, but not zero. So it's up to each family how much risk they're okay with. By default, my children have a mother who's an infectious disease specialist, so they're, they're more risk-averse than they're, I think, way beyond the pandemic. We'll probably continue wearing their masks. And some family are going to be very risk-averse, and others are not. Every family has different rules, right? There's some things that we allow in our house that other households don't, and vice versa. Dr. Dirajal Fargo feels really good about where things are headed. I'm very optimistic. We know so much more than we did before. Good masks work. They really do. Just hang out outside. That's really the best way to minimize risks. And the vaccines we have are very effective, but not everyone is vaccinated yet. Pfizer has said that they hope to apply for authorization for their vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds in the fall and for kids younger than 5 shortly after that. So until everyone in your bubble is protected, we need to keep taking the precautions we know work well. Masking up when we're inside places besides our home, having fun outside, and getting vaccinated when we can. Brains, brains, brains. Guess who's back from our break? It's everyone's favorite viruses. We've got all kinds of tips for a hot germ summer. 
I'm Kara. And I'm Gilly. And this is Going Viral with Kara and Gilly. Hi, Viralinos. Summer is finally here and we are ready. Our SPF supplies are stocked. Our cooler is packed for the road. We found virus-sized sunglasses online. It's It's going to be our hot germ summer. We cannot wait to hang out again. Wait, Gil, do you mean like hang out with microbes besides just you and me? Well, yeah. Oh, I I don't know about that. What if I don't remember how to infect anyone? What will I say to the bacteria? Is is intense staring polite or not? I can't remember. I thought you might feel this way, Kara. It's not just me, Gil. It's the humans, too. I saw a survey in May that only about half of people in the U.S. feel ready to do pre-pandemic activities. What if we've all lost our social skills? Help! Calm down. I got you. That is why I invited a very special guest to join us today. You did that? For me? Of course, Care. That makes me feel so mushy. Like an orange that's covered in mold. But you're a virus, not a fungus. Okay. Who's the guest? Dr. Earl Turner is a psychologist who works with kids and families. Hey, Dr. Earl, thanks so much for coming on our show. I'm so happy to be here. So, Dr. Earl, I know it's supposed to be exciting that pandemic precautions are changing, but I'm worried about doing more stuff this summer. Yeah, I mean, it's normal to be concerned about new experiences. And so with this transition back to, you know, from being at home so much for many of us, it may be something that you may have some concerns about. What tips do you have for our viralinos who are doing new stuff this summer? So I really think it's helpful to practice, you know, the things that you may be looking forward to so that you can have at least some general expectations. So for me, thinking about which pair of my new sunglasses I'll wear to the park. I think he means more like what's going to happen, what an activity will be like, you know? So just imagine seeing your old pal, Flora Fungus, and you both hang out on some old gum together. Yeah, and we just talk, and it's not weird, and I don't accidentally forget how to talk. Exactly. Just practicing. Maybe with me, then you'll be ready for Flora. Okay, I can do that. Dr. Earl, we know a lot of our viralinos are young humans. Kid, kidrens, childs? I think that's what they're called. Uh, What kind of situations might be good for them to think about? Going to, let's say, an in-person summer camp, What are going to be your fears about, you know, going away from home? Oh, that's perfect, because actually viruses go to summer camp, too, if we're lucky. My friend Chickenpox went to one once, and she was so popular, she met every kid. So you're saying we should practice with friends or family, thinking about how it will feel to be in that new place. And maybe think about what fears we might have so we can think about how to deal with them before we actually get to camp. Got it. It totally makes sense. This will help you figure out how to take care of yourself when you get there. So you're not totally caught off guard, say, if you suddenly forget how to infect people after a year of living in a closet. Absolutely. You can problem solve how to navigate those things for yourself and how your parents can be able to help you to get through those situations. But say a virus or a children gets to camp or a restaurant or a vacation and starts feeling anxious. You may start to feel your heart rate or your breathing increase because you are worried. Yeah, just like that. What's a good thing to do then? Asking for a friend, of course. Take a couple of deep breaths before you go into those situations so that you can be able to calm yourself down and then be able to enjoy those experiences and make those new memories. 
Really helpful tips, Dr. Earl. I feel more prepared for this hot germ summer already. Okay, good, because I have a bunch of ideas for hot germ summer. Here is number one. Do a cool new greeting. Stick your hands in each other's mouths to say hello. Well, that that may not be a great idea to do because it is actually going to spread germs. It's the perfect way for germs like us to get all the way to the beach. But I don't know if we actually want to do that. Well, beach sounds good to me, but hot germ summer will mean something different for each of us. I respect that. I also think this summer is the perfect time to look for old popsicle sticks. Like in craft supplies and on the ground? Yes, and then lick every single one that you find. Right, Dr. Earl? I think you should probably put that in the trash. Fine. Hot germ summer, individual idea. Uh, Gilly, did you actually research those tips? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, no, not at all. Of course not. I'm a virus, not a fact checker. It's okay because Dr. Earl has some good ones. Think ahead, talk to people you trust about how you're feeling going into new activities, and take a moment to breathe if you feel stressed. Any last tips for our viralinos today, Dr. Earl? It's going to take all of us some time to be able to be comfortable doing the things that we did before the pandemic. And so I think we all want to give each other some grace as we transition. Super important. Okay, Dr. Earl, that's all the time we have. Group hug goodbye. How about we do a fist bump? Fine. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. That's it for the show this week. Remember, stay infecty. And don't get sanitized. Things are feeling different this summer than last summer. Vaccines are more available in some parts of the world, and they're helping slow down the coronavirus's spread. In the U.S. and a number of other countries, kids 12 and up can now be vaccinated too. Thousands of kids under 12 are participating in clinical trials for COVID vaccines, which is the next step to getting kids like me vaccinated. Until you're vaccinated, you should still take precautions like wearing masks and opting to hang out with other people outside. And it's okay if it's taking you some time to adjust as life starts changing once again. This has been a hard year, and we're all still figuring it out. That's it for this episode of Brains On. Brains On is produced by Molly Bloom, Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, and Manika Wilhelm. We had production help from Ruby Guthrie and Christina Lopez, and our intern is Kunsang Dorji. We had engineering help from Andrew Walsh and Eric Romani, and special thanks to Anna Weggle, Tracy Mumford, Sam Chu, Catherine Richard, and Rosie DuPont. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio program. You can help us keep making new episodes by heading to brainson.org slash fans. There you can join our free fan club or check out our new merch. There are t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, face masks, and the Brains On book. That's brainson.org slash fans. Now before we go, it's time for our moment of um. What produces sleep? The goo in your eyes overnight when we are sleeping. So I sleep aka eye room or eye boogers, is just regular old eye discharge. It's made of a variety of different things, including the normal secretions of the eye, that is mucus, oil, and water, as well as accumulated debris like dead skin cells and germs. In this sense, it's the same as a booger because it's basically just dried out mucus and debris. 
Uh, hello, I'm Soshin Sarafpour, and I'm one of the eye doctors at Yale Eye Center. Like the skin and the nose, the eye is exposed to the air and all the junk in it. It's bombarded by everything, including dirt, flower pollen, germs, even our own skin and eyelashes. To protect itself, the eye produces tears, which again are made of water, mucus, and oil. And every time we blink, the eyelids help spread tear over the eye to wash off all the bad stuff that lands, and to keep the eye well hydrated and healthy. Much like a window washer, the eyelids scrub everything as far away as they can from the eye, mainly into the corners of the eye, where it can either drain away into our tear ducts or nose, or gather. During the day, we're always moving about, and there's less chance for debris to accumulate without falling off and without us noticing. However, tears are made 24/7, including at nighttime while we sleep. At night, we don't really blink, but our eyes still move around, especially while we're dreaming. But because nothing else is really moving, the debris has more of a chance to accumulate into the corners of the eye, where it then dries off and creates what we call eye sleep. Eye sleep comes in many different forms. It can be sticky, wet, dry, sandy, or even crusty, depending on how dried it gets. Everyone's eye sleep is different depending on how the weather is, how dry their eyes are, if they're having allergies, or even if they're taking different medications or changing their diet. In the end, even though eye sleep can be gross or sticky sometimes, it's the normal result of the eye cleaning itself, and everyone gets it. Um. Um. Here's something that will help you wake up. It's the Brain's Honor Roll. These are the incredible listeners who have sent us their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Gabby from Narragansett, Rhode Island. Madeline and Owen from Oak Park, Illinois. Dash from Brooklyn, New York. Eleanor from Silver Spring, Maryland. Lucas and Vivian from Bothell, Washington. Noam from Colorado Springs. Harper from Portland, Oregon. Anavrin from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Amelia from St. Petersburg, Florida. Zoe and Skylar from Fort Worth, Texas. Destiny from Bellingham, Washington. EJ from Glenwood, Iowa. Holden and Callista from Pasadena, California. Faith from Detroit, Michigan. Zoe from Barcelona, Spain. Jack and Wendell from Pittsburgh. Chloe from California. William and Charlie from Occidental, California. Bridger from Frederick, Colorado. Beatrix from Toronto. Bailey from Seaside, Oregon. Kendall from Winter Park, Florida. Ellis from Los Angeles. Marlena from Walnut Creek, California. Mabel from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Gabby and Dylan from Oakland, California. Lila from Minneapolis, 5th and 6th grades at Cedar Grove Elementary in British Columbia. Lily from Wallingford, Connecticut. Amanda from Toronto. Ben from Pasadena, California. Alex and Lucas from Mendham, New Jersey. Mirabelle from Moraga, California. Henrik from Long Lake, Minnesota. River from Lafayette, Louisiana. Annalie and Sadie from El Paso, Texas. Max from Palo Alto, California, Alvin from Minneapolis, Thomas from Denver, Lane, Nora, and Adri from Richmond, Virginia, Ethan from Powhatan, Virginia, Olivia and Nora from Chicago, Sam and Josie from Woodstock, Georgia, Porter from Seattle, Intukoto from Cape Town, South Africa, Petra, Emil, and Sawyer from Oaville, Illinois, Sophia from Walnut Creek, California, Natalie from Kansas City, Missouri, Pierce and Hadley from Boston, Zoe from San Jose, California, Ben from Suzhou, China, Sophie and Sam from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Michaela from Manassas, Virginia, Nell from Guelph, Ontario, Harper from from Portland, Oregon, Mina from Brooklyn, New York, Alex and Avery from Oakland, California, Simone from Chicago, Grayson from Los Angeles, Lucas from Washington, D.C., Petra from Roanoke, West Virginia, Neve, Marit, and Nora from Pittsburgh, Ella, Mia, and Jacob from Appalachian, New York, Cam from Hudson, Ohio, Simon and Bernie from Brooklyn, New York, Colette from Allentown, Pennsylvania, Keegan and Finn from Green, Maine, Etta from West Springfield, Virginia, Poppy from Walnut Creek, California, Faith from Walnut Creek, California, and Sky from Detroit. We'll be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.